0: Hey, what's up everyone? I hope you're doing well today. Uh, Welcome back in. Um, I'm just going to dive right in today, um, hopefully keep it a little bit shorter than some of my previous videos. Um, So today we're going to go into 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 22. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and I'll read, starting in verse 12. So, now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If Christ we have hope. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of dead. For as Adam, for as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Sorry for my my stuttering there at the end. Um But I really like this and I think it's a very timely discussion given if um, any of you listen to the discussion that um, the video that I put out yesterday on faith. Um, I think this is a very good follow up to that um, because I think that uh, it's so yesterday I talked about and the verses talked about how um, and I was in Hebrews 11 yesterday if you didn't um, if you weren't able to watch or listen. Um, discussing chapter, or verses 1 through 10, um, what's known as the Hall of Faith. Um, and, and something that discusses in, those, in that scripture is that faith can't be present without belief first. Belief has to come before faith comes. And that seems kind of self-explanatory, but whenever you really think about it, it's, it's, it's so true. Because um, if faith, you know, as, as verse 1 says in Hebrews 11, if faith is the hope for things unseen... And we have to believe those things exist, and we have to trust God's word that those things are present and are um, something that do exist, even when we can't see it, in order to be able to exhibit the faith in those things. And so I think that this um, this discussion um, on uh, 1 Corinthians 15, chapter or verses 12 through 22, I think is a very good follow-up to that, because... Um, a lot of this is talking about the things that we can't see. You know, we, we can't see the afterlife. We can't see the resurrection of the dead. We can't see, um, uh, you know, when somebody passes away from this earth, we can't see what happens, you know. And, and so we have to first believe that those things exist in order to exhibit faith in those things. And so I think that um, something that Paul tells us here, which is really powerful, um, is that whenever we doubt that there's a life after this one, uh, Paul tells us that, in turn, we are doubting that Christ was ever raised um, because if 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 we aren 't raised from the dead, then then Christ could never have been raised from the dead it 's not a you know one can 't happen without the other they can 't some some people don 't <laughs> um, have that second you know that afterlife some people aren 't resurrected, and then others aren 't you know it's it 's either all. Or none, and I just want to apologize really, really quickly. Um, if you hear any noise in the background, it's because you can blame it on my professional podcast video studio here, standing right outside my kitchen, and my dishwasher is one of the loudest dishwashers I've ever heard in my life. So, if you hear that in the background, I apologize. You know, I'm um, really doing it big time over here in my my nice studio. So, just wanted to mention that because it just kicked back on. So, anyways. Um, I want to repeat what I just said. Whenever we doubt that there's a life after this one, you know, Paul tells us in the scripture that I just read that we, in turn, we're doubting that Christ was ever raised because it can't be one and and not the other. It has to be both. If Christ was raised, then we are raised. If Christ was never raised, then we are never raised. If we we don't believe that um, we will be raised, then we can't believe that Christ was ever raised. And, And he also tells us that following along that same path, we can't simultaneously believe that we are forgiven Um, and then question the legitimacy of of resurrection and question the legitimacy of being raised from the dead because if If some aren't raised from the dead again, then none can be raised from the dead And if none were raised from the dead That means Christ was never raised from the dead And if Christ was never raised from the dead, then there would be no atonement for our sins So we could not be forgiven and so um, I don't mean to say these things as a way to say like if you ever doubt you ever have doubt if any insecurity ever enters your mind that that you can't be a Christian and that you just don't believe because doubt and insecurity, um, always enters our minds. Um, and and we're always going to have, you know, whether it's from us or it's from the enemy, those things are always going to be present. Um, but you know, I I think that, um, something as I was reading along in this, um, I thought back to a chapter earlier in in first Corinthians 14 chapter or verse 33. So first, sorry, I'll say that one more time. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 33, and I'll just go ahead and read it. It's a short verse. It says, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. And so um, I just wanna mention that the context of that verse is a little bit different. It's not in the same context as the verses that I was reading, um, but it's something that I still think is, is really important. The, the context of it is whenever people are speaking in tongues and um, uh, or, or speak using their the gifts that God has given them, um, whether it 's to prophesy or whether it 's to to preach or speak in tongues or whatever it is um, god will will bring clarity to those things, even for people that don 't have those same gifts and there will be somebody there um, There will always be people on this earth that are able to interpret and that um, uh, it 's it's not supposed to be those things aren 't supposed to be scary and, and and push us to our differences because one has a gift and another doesn 't it 's supposed to be you know God is going to bring. Um, clarity and and, and peace instead of confusion and so again context is a little bit different but the way that i bring it back to um first corinthians chapter 15 now uh, a chapter later is that um when doubt and security when confusion enter our minds which they inevitably will and they probably do on a daily basis if we're being honest with ourselves we can be assured that that's not from god that's going to either be from us and our own our own hearts or it's going to be from the enemy or from the world um which is, you know, the, where the enemy um, resides. And so that isn't to say, though, that, that God won't ever convict us when we're doing wrong. If we're living in sin and then somebody, something enters our minds and says, whoa, this isn't right, you know, I, I had the the video about a week ago now uh, talking about conviction, um, that might feel like confusion at first because you're like, whoa, like, well, what's going on? Like, why do I feel like what I'm doing right now is wrong? And it probably is because you're wrong, because God has given um, the spirit, uh, to us as believers, um, to be able to convict us, to tell us when we are doing wrong, um, to to just <laughs> to stop that, and so it's an amazing thing to to have that in us to know whenever we're doing right, and whenever we're doing wrong. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it, it, it won't that won't ever happen. But what I'm saying is that whenever we are living right, whenever we are aren't in sin, and whenever we're doing things that we believe, um, and and with scripture to back us up that we are uh, glorifying God in our actions, and then. Um, doubt creeps in or confusion creeps in or insecurity creeps in, we can we can be assured that that's not from God. That's not God trying to say, well, whoa, what are you doing here? It's That's either going to be from us who we like to, um, you, you know, we have, a lot of us have hearts and minds of insecurity that are going to tell us that, that there's no way that can be right or there's no way that I can be courageous. I can't be bold in my faith because I, I'm I'm not qualified. I can't go out and speak on this. I can't go out and talk about this because I, like look at me, you know. Or it's from the enemy when we are doing good, he wants to put that confusion in our minds to stop us because that the things that we are doing that are of God are going to be bring glory to God and, and advance the kingdom of God. And of course the enemy doesn't want that. So those things enter our own minds. And so I, I promise I'm going to get back to chapter fifteen in a second, but I think that it's really cool to think that Um, to to remind yourself of that verse whenever you're feeling those things that God isn't a God of confusion but a God of peace because whenever we feel those things that doubt that insecurity um, that confusion uh, whether it's about you know the afterlife whether it's about resurrection or whether it's about anything that goes on in your life you know God calls us to turn to Him because He will bring peace to us whenever we call out to Him and ask for it Um, He he is able and He is willing to do that um, for us who know Him and uh, even for those who don't know Him um And and so that's, um, I think that's an amazing thing. And I really wanted to, that was something that jumped out to me that I wanted to relate the scripture back to. And, and so, uh, again, that was First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse thirty-three. Um, for God is not a god of confusion, but a god of peace. And I just, that's a, that's that's a great, um, that's a great, that's a great verse to memorize. It's a great scripture to memorize, and it's awesome not just to memorize it, but to use it in daily practice when you're feeling those ways, because we're all going to feel those ways. To remember that, hey, well, God wants me to turn to Him right now. And if I'm feeling confused, if I'm feeling down, if I'm feeling insecure, you know, I have a God that wants to intervene for me. Um, And help me get out of that and help me into peace because he knows that we can't glorify him He knows that we can't work for him We can't be the hands and feet and the body of Christ whenever we're feeling like oh I can't do anything because I I just don't know what to do And so I I think that's amazing. It's it's something that I rely on often um, and I wanted to bring that up so back to um, First Corinthians chapter 15 now. I I wanted to read verse 19 one more time and um, I think this is my favorite part of the scripture today the one that spoke to me the most and so um, speaking from verse 19. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. And, you know, my my immediate thought whenever I read that is, uh, it it made me think about non-believers. It made me think about people that aren't of God and aren't of the faith, who will look at your life and be like, what in the world? Like, why are you living that way? Like, what are you doing? You know, like how, why would you choose on this earth, you know, you have one life to live and on this earth you choose to not satisfy yourself, to not indulge in the things that you that your heart wants, that your mind wants, that you want to run after, to not put yourself first, to put others first, to put yourself down. Like, why in the world would you do that? Like, the, the, they think we're crazy. And, and I think that that's something that we're called to, to be set apart so that people look at us um, and be like, like, how and why? Um, but I think at the same time, you know, like think back whenever you were a non-believer or think back whenever you've had conversations with non-believers that are just like, what? Like when you turn something down, or you turn away from from a sin, or or you you remove yourself from a, a, a tempting situation, or whatever it is, and you I know that all of us as, as believers have had conversations with people like that that they're just like why in the world are you doing that? Um, giving up everything, giving up everything that you want in order to serve a, a higher purpose. We're only able to do that because of faith, and again, the faith has to first be belief, and we're putting our belief in things that are not of this world. And so whenever it says in, in verse 19, I'm going to read it one more time. Um, if, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. because if we are in Christ, we're not supposed to have have hope in this life. We're supposed to have hope in, in what is promised beyond this life. And so uh, whenever that doubt creeps in and, and we begin to just rely on the things of this this life, that is to be pitied because we are set apart and we have the assurance that, that uh, from Christ, who has saved us, who has atoned for us, that there's so much more to to our lives, to our eternal life than this, short life here on this earth. And so, um, you know, we believe that we aren't living for this life alone. So if we are in Christ and we are living for this life alone, then we are to be pitied most of all because we have that assurance. We know that hope. We, we have a personal, if we are believers, we have a personal connection um, with Jesus. We literally have Jesus who is sitting at the right hand of God interceding for us on behalf of the Father, which is just again I go back to things that humble me and that's I I spoke on this a lot in yesterday's video but this is one that really humbles me. We literally have Jesus who came here, lived a human life, died for us because of us nailing him to the cross. And yes, I say us, meaning all of us nailed to the cross, still died for us, still atoned for every sin, even the sins that we continue to um, enact against um, God and against Jesus while we are here and while we are already saved. And still, he's sitting at the right hand of God and he's able to speak to God on our behalf because the only way to the Father is through Jesus. And I know I'm getting, I always go on these tangents, but it's just like, there are some things that are just like wow, like that is just unreal. Like that's that's amazing. And so, um, tying it back together, um, like we, we know that we have that personal uh, connection with Him. We we know Jesus. We if we are believers, we literally know Jesus, and um, we have that personal, personable, intimate connection with Him, um, and, and we're able to know that there are things more. Um, than this earth. And so if, if, we, if we have that, which we as believers do, and if we are in Christ, as verse 19 says, and still even having that, even being able to rest on those promises that are in Scripture, but also um, not just that were written thousands of years ago, but that we can still be assured of whenever we call out to Him, and we still should be assured of by the Holy Spirit in us, guiding us daily whenever we cede control to it. If we have that and we are still choosing not to put our faith in that um, in those things and still putting our faith in this life alone, then yes, I, I, I would wholeheartedly agree with Paul that um, in verse 19 that we are to most be pitied, not, not the ones that don't know yet, because they don't know. And just like we didn't know it one day, not to say that they don't know sin and they aren't turning against it, because I believe that there are not a lot of non-believers that, that do know and are turning against it, but they don't have that personable, personal intimate connection with, with God the way that we do. And they don't know those promises and there's no way for them to know those promises are true even if they know of them because they don't have that connection with God where they can see the way that He's acted in their life and the way that He's, everything that He's promised has come true in their life. Um, and so they don't know and so they turn to the, this earth because it's safer like we were talking about yesterday and it's it's more comfortable for them and it's it's less scary and they can see it. You know, all the, we love, our brains love to make full connections they don't like there to be any missing uh they don't like there to be any any type of information that's missing it's why that we as a um as a people have so much trouble with with things that are more um in the gray you know not all on one side not all black and not all white things that are in the gray we have a lot of trouble with because it's 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 um it's not comfortable for our brains. Our brains want to know, they want to see, and they want to be assured of it, because we as a people, we as humans uh, in our nature, what, what we want to do most is protect ourselves, because we, we, we know we only get one shot at this. We know that everything, um, everything by nature is about us when we are born, and I've had a lot of talks on this, but, um, and so whenever things come in and we can't see them, um, you know, what, Without that belief, that faith cannot be there. So nonbelievers should not be pitied more than us. Really, we should be the ones that be, should be pitied because we have that, we know that, we have the belief, we should have the faith, and we have a God who can increase that whenever we call out to Him and He asks us to daily and come closer to Him and, and, and create even more of an intimate connection with Him through His Word that He gives us so freely. Um, if we are continuing to doubt, if we are continuing to... Um, uh, question if we are continuing to reject some of the things that he says in this word then we should be the ones that are pitied and so um i know i went along with that final point but i think that that's that's verse 19 really spoke to me um and and i hope it did to you as well um i really liked this because um it's it's just more assurance that we need and uh, unfortunately we are a people that need a lot of assurance and that's why god calls us to reach out to him daily um whenever we need you know come to his word but but also just reach out to him and talk to him and listen to him at the same time not just do all the talking but listen to the way the spirit guides us um to have that assurance daily and, and i love this because this assures us that um that he was raised that he did atone for our sins Um, and and that we should have that belief in that which leads to the faith in that because we have that connection with him. And so I'll just go ahead and close us out in prayer. Um, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I just, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for the assurances you give us um, and I thank you for allowing us to to, um, have the safety and have the freedom to turn into those daily. Um, Father, I pray that we never um, underestimate, we never overlook the... The privilege that is Lord, that we get to know You, um, and we get to experience You, and we get to come to have a more intimate connection with You, um, whenever we want, um, You're there. You know, it's us that that drift. It's not You. You're there and You're waiting with open arms. And even whenever we sin against You, and even though we 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 nailed Your Son to a cross, um, He's still there and He's He's still vouching for us. And and that if that's not the ultimate sign of love, then um, then I don't know what is, Father. So. Um, I pray that whenever we feel these these times of doubt, whenever we feel these um, these questions pop up in our mind, uh, whenever we feel um, whenever we feel confusion, Father, let us know that that's not of you, um, but you have promises um, that you want us to turn to you and bring those things to you, and let you provide us with peace. and Your and Your Word tells us. Um, That that it will provide us peace and the answers are there and the promises are there and no we're not going to be able to see everything and our minds wouldn't even be able to comprehend everything even if we did see it because you are um, you work on such a higher level than we do Um, and so Father I pray that you you keep us um, with a mind of peace here and you keep us with a heart of obedience to turn back to you whenever we are feeling those times of unrest so that we may be able to um, experience you fully and not just for our own sake but for the sake of those around us who don't know this yet Um, and and uh, need to hear you so that that belief can come, so that in turn that faith can come, um, and they can live for for a greater purpose as well, the way that you've privileged us to be able to do so. So we just thank you for that, um, and, and we praise you for that, and when we pray that we don't forget that. Um, we pray that we don't forget that we have a Father that's waiting for us to turn to him um, at any moment. And, and so just thank you again. Uh, we love you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So thank you so much for listening today. Um, I won't bore you with my usual um, prayer request link and and podcast stuff um, because I promised it would be a little bit shorter. I'm not sure how long it is, but I'll go ahead and end now. So I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.